You are listening to Innovators Can Laugh with Eric Melcher, where I dive into the interesting and fascinating stories of innovators and startup founders from Europe. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. My guest today is Migle Rakauskaitel, CMO of Tingly, which makes it very easy to gift once-in-a-lifetime experiences that are out of the ordinary. Imagine giving the experience of a helicopter ride in Las Vegas or bungee jumping in Victoria Falls. Tingly makes that happen. Hi, Migle. Welcome to the show. Hi, Eric. It's very exciting to be here. Good, good, good. So I'd like to get started with the audience, getting to know a little bit about you. I've got some quirky okay. questions for you. First one is, what was the last, the last gift you gave someone? Okay, so this is funny. Um, you know, I think once you start to work uh, in Tingly, it kind of becomes like the best gift option for you. So literally, like my last gifts are all actually associated with uh, Tingly. Okay, well, what did you? Well, I guess the person chooses which which gift they want, right? Um, yes. Yeah, that's the whole actually idea, you know, about Tingly. Uh, they can choose. Uh, something specific they like. So you just give uh, lots of options and uh, lots of flexibility and freedom. Yep. So what was something that they chose? The, what are these people that you gave a gift to? Oh, well, to be honest, the last gift I'm giving is actually happening uh, this Saturday. Okay. Uh, so I'm not really sure what they're going to choose, um, but it really depends where the people are located. Uh, you know, if they are located in Lithuania, then they would choose something local. Uh, but if they, most of the people are somewhere abroad, let's say United States or, you know, uh, Australia. So then, you know, it could be a horse riding somewhere, uh, like a really nice option or, or you know, balloon rides. Yeah, so yeah. Most of the time are those ones. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. Okay, yeah. next question. Imagine we finished this interview and you stepped outside the office. And you find a lottery ticket that ends up winning $10 million. What would you do? Right. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Um, $10 million. Well, I don't know. You know, um, probably if, you know, speaking personally, uh, I would help my family uh, to get, you know, the most comfort of life, what they can get. Um, but... Um, if it's 10 million, then I would say I would split it and I would invest in Tingly as well. <laughs> Good answer. Okay. Okay. And last question here. If you were shipwrecked on a deserted island, but all of your human, human needs, such as food and water, were taken care of, what two items would you want to have with you? I would say a notebook and a pen. <laughs> Okay. Uh, what are you planning to write there, Migle? You know, I consider writing in general like a good practice, I would say. Uh, sometimes it's good to write your thoughts and sometimes some ideas, brainstorming ideas. So um, I find it helpful and, and use it every day. So, Okay. All right. Now tell us a little bit about your childhood. What were some of your hobbies or maybe sports that you played when you were growing up? Okay. Well, um, my childhood, actually, I didn't have much sports, let's say. Uh, I was actually, um, so my, my, my parents uh, had uh, lots of friends and, you know, they had kids as well. Uh, so we were tend to grow together. Um, 
they had a summer house and we would spend summers in there. Um, but most of the kids were their boys, actually. So so I would play, you know, the games what what boys are playing. So, you know, uh, football or basketball or, or something, you know, related uh, to this. Um, but me, myself, um, I used to go to music school. So I was, I would say, more into the creative side. Um, so music school actually took quite some part in my childhood. Were you a singer or was there a specific instrument that you yes. played? Yes, actually singer. And uh, so singing in a horror was like uh, uh, my thing and then p- playing the piano as well. Wow. Okay. What's a favorite song that you have memorized that you can sing, that you like singing all the time? Bohemian Rhapsody, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so if we're at the, if we're at the karaoke bar that's your uh that's the song that you yeah. would choose okay <laughs> yeah yeah definitely okay now you went to school you got a degree in international business and your mm-hmm. career is in marketing now when yeah. you were a kid though did you want to be a singer or, or was there something else another profession that you wanted to be no to be honest i um always thought that I will have uh, my own business uh, because my parents had a business of their own. So I was growing in very ambitious and business-related, you know, family background, I would say. Um, So, yeah, so that was my plan. You know, Um, I studied international business due to this fact. Uh, I used to work uh, with my father for a while when I was younger. Um, And then... um, you know, this is how it, it it turned out, basically. This is where I started. Okay, okay. And while you were in university, you were a mentor. Can you tell us more about that experience? Yes. Well, uh, being a mentor, you know, so um, I used to have uh, kids where basically they needed to learn English. And because I was studying in LCC, like international, um, you know, kind of American university um we were learning everything in english and that was part of our i would say daily daily job it's so called you know uh-huh. so we were mentoring kids uh, we were uh, mentoring them you know to learn english and also um some other values and uh, you know important important stuff basically so that was Really nice feeling, you know. It's really good to to share some knowledge and know-how with uh, someone who needs it. Good, good, good. Okay. Now, after graduation, you started your career with Google as a sales manager. Now, what was some of the most valuable things that you learned from working in that organization? Uh, I would say, you know, not specifically working in that organization, but I would say um, more related to that kind of a job it's really important to don't let the life knock you down basically because you know once you start the sales manager you have to do a lot of calls basically and then at that time in Lithuania especially not many people knew what Google ads are so you know once you call to them and you say hey hello my name is Miguel <laughs> I have a solution for your company and they say like what I'm gonna be on Google you know they even don't relate what kind of solution it is so many many times uh, people tend to say for you you know not really nice stuff um, so it's like persistency and and you know being just optimistic that everything will turn out all right yeah it's a very important value i would say did you come up with a pitch that 
that worked really good for you? Do you remember what it was? Yes, I remember after some time I developed a different strategy instead of, you know, uh, calling a random, you know, companies in Lithuania, I would find the companies which already are doing Google ads. And then I would find what they are doing wrong. And then I would call them and I say, Hey, you know, I see you are doing Google ads. Uh, that's fantastic. But I see, you know, there is some improvement here, uh, that could be done. So why don't you give me some time of yours and I will explain it, how to do it. <laughs> and, uh, and that's it. This is how, you know, I turned them to be my clients then. Cool. 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 Now after Google, you took a role with Laura Ashley in the UK. What motivated you to, uh, to move abroad? Take that role. At that time, I would say in Lithuania, uh, we didn't have, you know, that much of opportunities like we have now. Like literally now Lithuania is one of the best places to be, you know, related to, let's say, tech, you know, companies or, you know, innovations and so on and so forth. But at that time, it was not, not that many. And I always felt like, you know, I want to try a big city life, I would say. Um, so this is how I, you know, I... I decided that I'm going to go to to London. I actually spent uh, one of my um, first summers in university in London, but of course working as bartender, not as a, you know, <laughs> specialist or something. Mm -hmm. So that is why it was already like kind of, uh, you know, uh, known for me. And, and I decided, okay, so I'm going to try London again and just going to do, you know, uh, a job according to my, to my profession. Yeah. Now, while you were there, what, what would you consider or what was like a perfect day for you when you were in London? Describe that day. Yeah. Well, you know, um, in general, like living in a big city, it has a lot of good things and, uh, and bad things. Um, but one of the good things it was all the time, you know, once in the morning you start to go, you know, to take your ride to job. And uh, you're going into the tube and you're surrounded by many people. All of them are very ambitious and very, you know, um, focused on what they are doing. They're all fashionable and, you know, bringing their cup of coffee. Um, so I would say that being there uh, gave me the same feeling. So I was all, like, you know, all the time, very motivated, very, you know, ambitious and just uh, yeah. working really hard. So that was, that was good stuff uh, from all of that experience. Okay. And from your bartending ex experience, like what is your signature drink that you can make <laughs> really, really well? <laughs> well, to be honest, it's uh, nothing uh, outstanding. It's gin and tonic because uh, <laughs> everyone in, in London, they love gin and tonic. That's like, uh, you know, their favorite drink. Yeah. A specific brand that most people choose? Oh, actually, uh, Henry's is really, a uh, really good one. Uh, they like to mix it up with uh, pieces of cucumber. So it yep. gives a feeling of freshness. Uh, that one is nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's jump to Tingly, where you took on the role as CMO beginning in January 2020. Now, what surprised you most about this role when you first took it on? Well, we had quite some challenges once I took it on. Uh, you know, uh, Tingly is. Uh, kind of a small company still. We still consider ourselves as a startup uh, and we had a pretty little team and, you know, I needed to make strategies and make sure, you know, that we deliver. Uh, so 
the main challenge was probably, you know, how to use your resources efficiently and how to do the best having, let's say, not that uh, big of a budget. So that was the beginning. And then Corona hit the world. So that was <laughs> challenging for, for us as well. Um, so, you know, Tingli is very related with traveling. Exactly. And, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and quarantine everywhere in the world. Oh my God. That was like really scary, to be honest. Uh, that was very, very challenging. But now, you know, even during the Corona, we, we were able to do profit. So I would say we did very well. That's outstanding. I mean, even during this time, most people can't yeah. travel. Most people, like you said, are quarantined. And so still people realize that, hey, there's an experience that I can give to somebody else in their town. And when the time comes that they can get out and do something, you know, maybe they'll do it. That's fascinating. Okay. Now, when people first discover Tingly, what is it that they really, really get excited about? Yes. Uh, well, that's a very good question. And actually, that's a really nice thing about Tingly. Once people discover Tingly, they sometimes have a hard time to understand how does it work uh, because not so many products give you so many options to choose from. And uh, actually, once they try it out themselves, they always says, oh my God, I love it. This is amazing. You know, it helps me to connect with other people who are living abroad. It gives them freedom. And, uh, you know, it's so much stuff you can do. So they not only buy Tingly as a gift, but they started to consider, oh, this is a gift. I want to give it to myself as well, you know. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good feeling. Are there options for also kids? Let's say I wanted to give like my nephew, he's 10 years old. Do you think I could find something on there as well? Well, we have experiences, you know, which are uh, more towards the family. Um, okay. So you can uh, definitely find some options, but um, we don't consider ourselves as, you know, um, let's say putting focus on on options for, for the kids. It's mainly for, you know, grown-ups, uh, but um, we are planning to do it at some point. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what have been some of the best methods you and your team have implemented for getting new customers? I would say, you know, the, the, the whole idea of um, developing the business is, first of all, make sure that everything is right inside the business. So we, we did quite some changes in the team. We, we did quite some changes in the processes of the daily work we do. And, and this is where we started to be efficient. And um, we have, you know, different... Uh, sales channels, we have different strategies, you know, starting from onboarding influencers and getting some ambassadors to represent Tingly, you know, as a product, especially in the new markets. And then, you know, continuing on top of the digital ads and then, you know, uh, talking on one-to-one if someone could help us, uh, you know, to get into the market. So it's really complex. There is no one answer, but I would say, you know, uh, cleaning the base inside the business is very important. Okay. And uh, since you've been there, have, been, have there been any campaigns that, that just didn't work? You know, maybe strategies that you've tried? Yeah. Yeah. Did you share like one or two? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had uh, one once the corona started 
uh, and actually the whole world was in a lockdown. Most of the world was in a lockdown, uh, but it was the end of the lockdown. And it seemed like, you know, uh, everything soon will open up and, uh, you know, people will start to go on the travels again, you know. And we got an offer from Vizier, actually, to do a campaign with them. And we thought, oh, you know, this is... Uh, a best audience for us uh, to to show them tingly and what is it um and it was actually very very pricey for us uh, but um but we thought you know this will be the best strategy and that didn't work out at all i think you know people were more uh, concerned about the current situation you know instead of uh trying to find something uh new and discovering something new. So basically that campaign was a total fail for us. (laughs) Okay. Are there any online tools that you use uh, that are some of your favorites, you know, that continue to work and, 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 and get new customers for you? Oh, definitely. So, you know, um, I come from digital specialist background myself. So I'm very much into the numbers and, you know, data. That's really important for me. So every day I'm using like, you know, all our ad, you know, platforms, the ones we are using for for Tingly. And it really gives a lot of insights. Um, So I'm not even, you know, saying uh, Google Analytics, which is like really um, probably in everyone's who is working in the business everyday tool. Um, But uh, we we take and look into different angles of the data a lot of a lot of them to be honest okay um okay yeah and for anyone listening who would like to be a cmo for an innovative startup what's one piece of advice you would like to share i would share probably um, the strategy i did and i think it worked really well for me Um, so I would say if you want to be a CMO or, you know, anyone basically uh, managing the teams, uh, first of all, you need to start from the base. So you need to start from something very small. So for me, that was Google ads. So I was, you know, working with Google ads. And then I moved into the client side with Laura Ashley. So I was inside the the company to see it around. And then I moved to Adform, which was like full ad tech, even like bigger scope. So, you know, it's like one step at a time. You start from something small and then you kind of gather 360 perspective of what is happening in marketing, in, you know, in digital world, in companies, how they make decisions. And it really helps. Okay, great. Last question for you. Can you share maybe your top book recommendations uh, when it comes to marketing or business in general for the audience? Right. Uh, to be honest, I'm really bad with the names and remembering. Like I have a huge collection of books in my room, but then, you know, I most of the time I don't remember the names of it. But uh, the idea here, um, I used to you know, gather that information, while, especially while studying a lot, reading a lot, you know, and every single day. But still, the best experience is what you do in the real life. So definitely go and, you know, find some uh, good strategies or ideas or marketing, uh, you know, ideas in the books. But then again, just simply start doing it and, and you will see the real difference. Got you, got you. Okay, Migli, thank you so much for being 
on Innovators Can Laugh. And uh, how do you say Thank goodbye you. in Lithuania? <laughs> okay, what she said. All right, everybody who's listening, see you next week as we continue to interview Lithuanian innovators uh, for season two. Thank you very much. And uh, I'll, just say, you, I'll just say ciao. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so Bye. much. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you could give us a review and star rating. Also, don't forget to sign up for the ICO newsletter at innovatorscanlaugh.com where you can get the bio and details of each guest. Thanks.